Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Ty Morgan. Ty, are you ready to do this? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's 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 go. Ty is the director of Silent Guardian Angels Inc. He is the founder of Infinite Planning Inc. He is a financial freedom advocate. Excited to have you on. Ty, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely, George. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I guess I can tell you a little bit about my background and backstory. I was raised in a small town in Alabama called Nanafly, Alabama, with about 94 people there. I was raised on a 80-acre family farm, and uh, so kind of kind of learned a little bit about physical work there. And uh, I knew that wasn't wasn't my style, so I wanted to go off to college and get my degrees and and uh, kind of be able to educate people. So. I went to play football at the University of West Alabama. I got a scholarship there. And after finishing up school, I went to the University of Alabama where I got my master's in personal finance. Um, then after that, I got a good corporate job with Aldi and relocated down to Tampa, Florida. We've been here for three years and uh, it's great living in sunny Florida. And um, we have two children and we're here today because, um, you know, God has blessed us and we've been uh, been through some adverse times and we can share that a little bit later on. And that's kind of why I do what I do with my work. Um, that's a little bit about my background. Nice. So a town of 94 people on an 80 acre farm. What 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 was on the farm? Yeah, so we just had um, it was my grandfather's farm. I was passed down to him. He ran cattle. So um, he did about 80, 40 to 80 heads of cattle. And then, you know, we simultaneously raised pigs, chickens. Um, just kind of a self-service farm. And then he had about three to four gardens at any given time that um, he would just grow and, and um, be able to feed the family instead of going to Walmart. You know, he was Walmart. So yeah. pretty cool stuff growing up. For sure. For sure. When, when, when you're, and I apologize for asking you a bunch of questions about this. Is, is it a function of, you know what, we're already doing this. Why not throw some pigs in? Why not throw some chickens in there? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess I've never really asked him his thought process. Um, he's just a self-sufficient man. I mean, anything that was on his farm, he pretty much built by hand himself. So I think, you know, if he wanted chicken for dinner, I mean, I guess he was going to raise the chickens. If he wanted pork for dinner, you know, why not? So it gave him options. So yeah. uh, instead of just running to the grocery store, he had it on the farm. Options options are good. So, well, I, I know that, that – um that the situation that caused you to, to, to start your nonprofit is uh, a pretty scary and awful event. So if you don't mind sharing that, I'd love to hear that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Infinite Planning was founded actually due to my grandfather, too. Um, he was actually at the age of 64, still working for money um, outside of his farm to be able to take my grandma on vacation. He was injured um, while cutting down trees. And so, um, you know, I had my master's in personal finance. So I was working a corporate job. And I said, you know what, if I can prevent other families from, you know, financial illiteracy incidents, I'll do that. So I found the infinite planning and began working on that. And we got that up and running and became a financial coach using infinite planning. And as I was going through and creating that business, um, we got pregnant with our second child, Brayson. And Brayson, at about three or four months in utero, um, got, di got diagnosed with bilateral renal genesis. And what that means um, in common language, because I didn't know what it means at first, was complete absence of kidneys and the bladder. Hmm. And why that's important is because in utero, the kidneys produce 
urine, which is the amniotic fluid in, in utero, and babies swallow the amniotic fluid, and that develops their lungs and helps everything develop. So because he didn't have kidneys, he wasn't able to produce the amniotic fluid, and that is a 0% survival rate. And so before 2020, there was no possibility for these children to live, but there's actually a new trial created in 2020 called the RAF trial. And that was at um, a couple locations throughout the U.S., and we had to go through a lot of testing, but we were able to get accepted. And uh, we moved to Baltimore, Maryland at Johns Hopkins, and my wife underwent 25 amnio infusions. And what that means is they got a needle about seven or eight inches long. Um, they filled it with saline solution, and they did, you know, they sterilized everything. Uh, but then they went in and they put the needle into the utero sac, and they filled the amniotic fluid um, into Brayson's utero sac. And that's what was his amnio fluid. So that's what he swallowed and made his lungs. And then after 25 of those, he was born on January 21st, 2021. And there's a lot of medical needs for children without kidneys and a bladder. And so um, the main thing is the peritoneal dialysis catheter. And uh, that's placed in his abdomen and that acts as his kidneys. And in his case, the catheter had a a ton of problems and we ended up having to have 14 surgeries related to that catheter not functioning properly and so that's why we started silent guardian angels just to focus on developing a new peritoneal dialysis catheter for infants so that the more children that are born with conditions with their kidneys um, they won't go through um, as many problems as our son Brayson did so that's the main reason we've we've done that and while we're focused on that because we, we want to help future families that are going through impossible circumstances and how is he doing now he is. He's, he was in the NICU for 225 days, and the little guy got to come. He got to come home on my wife's birthday, um, so he's been home for a little over a month now, and uh, he's rocking and rolling and doing doing really well. Oh, I'm I'm glad to hear that, man. I've got two kids, and I just can't even imagine going through that experience. So, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, he's a blessing to be here. So um, we we have learned to be nephrologists and nurses all in the same as while being parents. So right, uh, definitely an experience. Yeah, yeah. Lots of new learnings going on. Well, awesome. I appreciate you sharing that story. So a couple of uh, obviously really, really tough, traumatic experiences with your grandfather getting disabled and then your experience with Brayson. Try to transition this to uh, making financial decisions. Why, why, why do you think it is that, that we as human beings aren't very good at proactively making good financial decisions. It takes like a, a hitting rock bottom or a bad event to actually spring us into sort of waking us up. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that comes into if nothing is wrong, I mean, everything's good. I mean, I know that from my perspective until my grandfather here, that had a corporate job doing really well. And uh, I was just like, you know, what? everything's good. What do I have to worry about? I mean, you know, I have the I have the money coming in, so there's no need to think about it until a dramatic event happens, and it just kind of opens your eyes. I mean, I wish I don't wish that on anyone, um, but just proactive, I think it, it takes more work, um, and that's a lot of the problem. Um, which which a lot of it is not actual work. It's, it could be, you know, and maybe we look at it the wrong way. If we do it right, it's fun. If you do financial literacy right. Yeah, and, and really, really anything from a make-myself-better standpoint, you have an athletic background, you look like you're still a pretty athletic guy, there's something about you that motivates you to, to do the things you need to from a nutrition and an exercise standpoint, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. So I've just kind of naturally always been motivated to try to to be good and, and uh, take care of myself because I know I'm not taking care of myself, you know, I can't function at a high level, so 
Um, that's just something that's, that's in me and that's personal. I'm not a nutritionist or, or exercise coach by any means, but I do try to take care of myself. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And that, that's, I think that that's kind of an important thing right there, right? Like you don't need to be an expert in these things. You just need to have a little bit of guidance and understand, okay, here's the things I need to be doing on a consistent basis. And then maybe a little bit of support to get going and then to keep it going. Um, and when it comes to you helping people with their finances, it's probably not dissimilar, right? Is it a function of helping people to sort of cut through a lot of the noise and finally make decisions about things and, and, and get started? How do you think about that? Yeah, so that's a good point. And um, a lot of it comes down to are people willing to open their mind and hear things differently? And, and it's also, there's no, like when I, when I go to help someone, there's no like, you know, cookie cutter X, Y, Z, there's steps you need to take. Um, there are steps in different areas of someone's life you need to take, but most of it's kind of like, okay, where do you want to be in life and why? And then helping them get to those steps and making sure they're on the right track that has certainty involved in the plan. Um, so that, that's kind of a big thing for people is, is certainty. So I know, um, you know, with my job, I thought there was a lot of certainty in that, you know, as a corporate position, but then the condition with my son comes along and the corporation wasn't able to transfer me. So if I had not started working on my businesses beforehand, I wouldn't be able to financially support And I would just always tell people to be aware, you know, where you want and how you there and you know, find someone um, you know nutritionist or, or an exercise coach that I work with um, to make sure that I'm on track um, so it's always good to have a coach in your life yeah for sure so this 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 notion of certainty I I totally agree I think that that's something that we all definitely want how 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 do we find that with our finances yeah. So one thing that I stumbled upon um, after, so I got my master's in personal finance, did the whole CFP course. Um, and that's what my master's is in. And I just didn't like the idea of retirement plans and uh, all that. So I looked into outside of Wall Street means and I stumbled across the infinite banking concept. And that's one of the main pillars that I teach on. And the infinite banking concept is with especially designed whole life insurance policy. And the reason I say it's certain is because it has a column um, that is guaranteed in those illustrations, and that's designed by actuaries. And if you look at actuarial math, 99.9% of the time, they're going to be spot on. And if a policy is designed right um, throughout you know, the course of its life, for every dollar you put in, you're going to get a dollar ten cents back to use down the road. And uh, also, because it's a life insurance policy, there's the added benefit of death benefit. Um, throughout throughout your life, you're protected and you're building your own banking systems um, with that policy. And every dollar that you put in certain is guaranteed to be in that policy. Um, so that's that's a big thing with certainty and finance for me personally. Yeah, I appreciate that. I don't think I've ever heard anybody put it quite that way. For every dollar you put in, you get a dollar and ten cents back. Yeah, so that's that's what a specially designed um, policy. It's not you can't go to like State Farm and just say, hey, I want to. I want to do a, a whole life insurance policy. It's not the way it works. It has to be someone that's trained and knows how to design them because um, there's some intricate details that need to be set up there um, on those policies. Got it. But that is the expectation, for lack of a better term, or the certainty of it that 
if I put in, you know, $100, I'll get $110 back at some point down the road. Yep. Yes, sir. That's, that's exactly right. And how do you think about time horizon with, with, with a policy like that? Yeah, so a lot of it, obviously, it's, it's life insurance. There's going to be your health is going to be involved. Um, but we say when we're typically looking at these between year and seven and 10 is really when it picks up in the efficiency. So um, the first six to seven years, we call it a capitalization period. It's like for anyone, if you want to go start a business, you're going to have to put capital in. And you're not going to be able to expect to use that capital for a couple of years until you know, it's returning your investment ROI on it. So about year seven to 10 is when you really see the efficiency pick up in those policies. Like for my policies at year 10, I think I put in, you know, I'm just going to spitball a number here. I think it's about around 20,000 and there'll be, you know, 40,000 available to use after putting that 20,000 in. Just an example of my personal policies currently. Sure. So it's just a function of based on somebody's personal situation, their age and their health and insurability and all that stuff. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. So there's some outside variables, but and with the with the certainty and infinite banking concept, anyone can do it. It's just a matter of switching your thinking uh, and and wanting to do it and taking accountability for your money. Um, so that's a big switch I I had to make personally. Um, I used to just depend on the corporation, put it into my uh, corporate 401k, and just hope my money was going to go up and be there for me one day. And then uh, I go went through bracing circumstances and and uh, trying to use emer- we went through our emergency funds and used different things. We're like, okay. Like I really don't have control of this money and I need to find a way to get control of the money. So, Yeah, control and access and all those things. And kind of to your point at the top, talking about how things are pretty good right now, right? Why would I be thinking about something bad happening and then something bad happens and it causes you to sort of rethink things and question why we do certain things. Um, so I, I appreciate that. When people are having a hard time with, talk about the importance of, of, of changing our thinking is it a function of or a matter of that this is just something that they've not thought about or heard of before yeah that could be it so i know for me i i had never heard of it um until i got introduced to it and then it actually took about six months of action between reading studying um and doing different things to to open my mind to it because i was really closed off to it at first um, so the first thing is, you know, getting it out into people's hands. And the second thing, it does require action on your part. So you have to be willing to take the action um, to be able to learn it and open your mind as well. Um, so that, that's what I would say to that point. Nice. I appreciate that. Well, Ty, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the difference making tip I'd recommend is to not give up on anything and especially going through our circumstances is to never give up and you can push through anything if you just put your mind to it well i think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on don't give up you can make it through just about anything and in your case that's i mean i can't imagine doing anything that was probably more difficult so amen on that man yes sir i appreciate it i appreciate you coming on where can people learn more about you how can they engage with you yeah, absolutely. So we have two different websites for financial coaching. It's infiniteplanning.org. You can go to schedule a call there. Or also we have our nonprofit, silentguardianangels.com. If you know of someone that needs assistance or you yourself need assistance or impossible circumstance, uh, the team and I are, are ready and available to serve you. So just let us know. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, so tell your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to 
infiniteplanning.org and silentguardianangels.com. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's correct. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Ty. Thank you so much, George. It's a pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.